All right, welcome to Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino, right here on City News 95.7 on Valentine's Day weekend. Is that what we're calling this, Clinton, at this point? I think it's uh, certainly Valentine's is right around the corner. Probably a lot of you are preparing for uh, Valentine's. You know, you could be listening to us in Halifax or maybe or in Ottawa in the nation's capital. Yeah, we won't talk about politics in the nation's capital. We'll leave that out of the show completely. No, yeah, we won't. We won't. We won't get into that. We know it's it's certainly a challenging time for uh, our friends that are living, obviously, in the nation's capital. Lots going on. Over, uh, lots going on there. You know, there's lots going on in Halifax too. Yep. Uh, we are in Halifax, and we're pre-recording this, so you know, anything happens in the news between uh, now and the weekend, we won't know. It's Thursday, Thursday night, and you're listening to us in the morning here on Saturday and Sunday on City News and. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in again. Yeah. How long have we been doing this? Your guide to home ownership. This is now three. Years? I think this is our fourth year. This is our fourth year. We're getting f- uh, four little fingers up uh, from you're our not, You're not. You're not sick of me yet. I mean, why would I be sick of you? Well, I, exactly. That's what that was kind of my. I was hoping you'd say, but I guess you never know, right? You know what? I think uh, there's probably some people who tune in just to hear you. No, not a chance. Not to mortgage 101. You're the star, man. I'm the. I'm the help. Well, you know, hopefully we'll put together a great show for everyone who's listening. Uh, you know, February is the month of love. Yes, it is. Love your home, right? It's it's love your home. That's certainly what we talk about all February. And, you know, in some cases, uh, existing homeowners really, you know, need to maybe put a little bit more love in their home. Or maybe you should really love where you live. And I think that's a conversation that we've certainly been having the last couple of years, Todd. Um, you know, people, I think are right sizing their, their homes, yeah. you know, people, the way people are living has changed. And, um, you know, I think the mortgage piece is certainly one piece of loving your home. You want to really have the best mortgage you can have. I think that maybe increase your love a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's certain things you can do to your home and maybe love it a little bit more and maybe you can leverage the equity. And maybe that's a conversation that we can have around, you know, potentially refinance. Yep. And there's certainly a lot of people who are doing renovations. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are doing renovations this year and have done, you know, renovations in, uh, even last year. Yeah. Something that, and not to be a downer on, on love, but part of this obviously are, are partnerships and, mm-hmm. and marriages and all of that stuff. And, and, and perhaps later in the show, we can talk about, uh, when people enter these, uh, these relationships, these contracts, because in a way it is, it is a it contract, is a contract. just right? like a mortgage would be just a like contract. a mortgage is a contract. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe we could not to be buzzkills about Valentine's. But we could delve into peop- uh, how people should go into these things with their eyes open, because as you witness on a on a daily basis, I'm sure these things break down sometimes, right? You know, I would say 50% of the files that we work on have a family component involved, Todd. Yeah, yeah. You know, I get people's separation agreements and, you know, divorce agreements and court orders and interim orders and all these things every single day. So, uh, you know, I don't have a law background, but I certainly have read a lot of separation agreements. Yeah. doesn't necessarily mean anything to me. I mean, I see everything. Um, but it certainly does have an impact and, uh, you know, February, hopefully it's still, um, unicorns and rainbows and everything. Yeah, but that's and, not you know, life, right? Sometimes. And, uh, Cupid and all these things, but you know, that's not life. And I think that we, we need to be, you know, cognizant of that a lot of relationships do break down. Yeah. All right. So perhaps we can save that for a last Yeah. Well, I think what that's think? certainly something really important to talk yeah. about. And I think that's a conversation to have in February and how can you prepare yeah, yourself? Yeah. We'll do that in the last segment. So. Uh, 
I guess uh, we should tee this up and, and just uh, we have new listeners all the time. We're new now to all, obviously. Mm-hmm. So why don't you just kind of to let everybody know about some of the things that you've done in this business for and how long? Because not everybody knows Clinton. Right? Yeah, I think so. it's a good we'll continue kind of doing this intro, at least for the first couple of shows. Yeah. Um, you know, the first show that we were on um, in Ottawa was last year. You know, we've been doing the show here in Halifax for the last four years and even before that in a different format on on City News and the predecessor uh, News 95.7. Um, I'm a mortgage broker. You know, I live and work and I'm from Nova Scotia. And, um, you know, I've been in the industry for 16 years. It seems like yesterday I was fresh out of university. I can, I can remember even like the first transactions that I've done that I've done. I even remember these these transactions. And a lot of those clients are still my clients today. Um, about 60 percent of the transactions that we do every day are uh, existing clients, you know, like you and me. Mm-hmm. Um, but 40% of the transactions that we do are, are new clients. So we're seeing new clients every day, which I think is really, really cool. Uh, certainly, we're seeing a lot of first-time home buyers, and we're seeing a lot of people who maybe own their existing home and are looking at doing, you know, a refinance or a renewal or, um, you know, lots of different types of transactions. You know, we have people that are buying rental properties and cottages. And, you know, primarily here in our office, we do residential mortgage lending. You know, majority of the transactions we do are, you know, prime, you know, bank style deals. Mm -hmm. This is what we do every day. But because we do have such a great team here and, you know, we have, um, you know, six mortgage brokers now um, and and lots of support staff. Like we have as many support staff as we do mortgage brokers here. Um, You know, we are doing a lot of different types of transactions. And, you know, I think leveraging the amount of transactions that we're doing is really very good for clients because, a, you're probably getting a slightly better rate from us than mm-hmm. maybe you w- would from, you know, Joe Blow down the street. Uh, or the and, bank. And, uh, or just the bank. That's really what I mean. Like Joe yeah. Blow, Blo- Joe, yeah, Joe Blow blank. Bank. You know, bank. when you walk yeah. into the bank branch, obviously they only have so much buying power. And I think just, you know, our volume, we are able to, you know, we leverage. 40 some lenders, right? Yeah, with 40 some lenders. Yeah. Uh, we do majority of our business with five lenders, Todd. Yeah, but you still have that versatility if you need it. 100%. And, you know, uh, that's why leaning on a brokerage like us that has the experience, we know when to hold them and we know when to fold them. So that's one thing. But we know when a file will work with certain different lenders. And it's not that we're so busy that we'll just try like one thing and give up and say, no, this isn't doable. We know when it's going to work and when it won't. And typically what we say, every Canadian can get a mortgage right? It's just how much you want to pay. It's how much do you want to pay in terms of a rate yeah. and how much skin do you want to put in, yeah. in, in terms of the, you know, the equity position or the yeah. down payment. So, um, you know, we're able to work through these things and we look at income and credit and assets every single day. All right. So it's the month of love. So you love this business. Obviously you've done it for a long time. You've been very successful at it. I mean, 16 years, Yeah, 16 years. There's been you... times I've want to quit though, Todd, well, I, I'll sure. be honest with well, you, just who, like anything who hasn't. Right. Mm-hmm. So what, is it, I guess, if you had to define, and you've already kind of touched on it, what is it that you love about this business? I think that every day is a different day. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Um, I also think that, you know, helping clients is really rewarding. You know, obviously this is, a, a, you know, a good business and I've invested a lot of my time, my heart and my energy into um, doing mortgage lending, you know, learning, you know, teaching, training. I wrote a book on mortgage lending, as what's you it, know. What's it called again? Confessions of a Halifax Mortgage Broker. And it's actually right. available on 
Amazon. It's available in you know select. So people chapters. in Ottawa can find it. Oh yeah, they can just go on Amazon. Uh, you can actually order a paper copy right from Amazon.com, yeah. and they'll put it right in 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 your mailbox. Yeah. Um, that's how much you. But that's the point. That's how much you love. I, and and it's it's a book for consumers. Yeah. It's not a book for mortgage brokers. It's not a book for bankers or industry people. It's a book for consumers, and uh, it tells my story, and it also tells the story of some of my clients and yeah. kind of their experiences and their situations and how we we were able to make it work. So. Um, you know, I believe in, in mortgage lending. Obviously we do this show mm -hmm. and, um, I think this is the only show of its kind in this format, at least in Canada. I'm sure there's podcasts and stuff like this, but I think, you know, on a news radio station, this might be for the only four one. years running for four years running. Yeah. You know, we have, a, we, we've had a lot of conversations about like wild and different yeah. things and like so many little like micro niches. And, and I think that's really cool. Um, but it, it, what's really interesting about what I do every day Every single client that I see is like a snowflake. And February, we're still in the winter. Uh, I can tell you there's probably a little bit of snow outside in Halifax. Some of that's turned ice. And there's probably some snow in, in Ottawa. Yeah. Super cold. Um, every file is like a snowflake. And um, it's just so unique. And every day it's a challenge. And I just love getting up. And there's nothing more that I would rather do. And then help customers and talk about mortgage lending all day long. What do you want to talk about in the next segment? What do you think that people really need to know about the month of love? Well, I think they really need to know. Obviously, we want to talk a little bit about what happens when love doesn't happen anymore, i.e. matrimonial yeah, we're breakdown. We're going to do that at the so last do that at the end. That, yeah. um, I think we also need to talk about how can you love your existing home yep. and maybe look at ways to improve it. And how can you potentially love a new home? So we're going to certainly talk about these things and uh, hopefully you stay tuned and stay, stay warm. And, uh, and, and, uh, and speaking of people, if they, if they love what they do, their employment as well is, is, is hugely important here as well, right? Because oh yeah, exactly. You got to be able to pay that mortgage for that 25 years, right? Exactly. And I mean, that's certainly a part of, you know, loving your life maybe Todd, right? Yeah, exactly. That's all part of the attitude, right? 100%. Yeah. And uh, do you love your uh, your help here, your producers here? Do you love I, your I, I think we have some of the best team for this show. You want to give them a shout out? You never do. I mean, I think I give them shout outs all the time. Never. Maybe, maybe what we should do is we're, we're recording this right now and um, uh, we're doing a video and it's going to be on Facebook and yeah. on Twitter and Instagram and all these things. Maybe we'll do a little reverse photo. So the folks from home, if you're listening, you yeah. can tune in and you can see a photo of, and you can see our setup. There you go. All right. So we'll be right back uh, here in City News 95.7 and in, in, in Ottawa as well. Uh, Mortgage 101 continues. All right, welcome back to Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino, here in Halifax and in Ottawa. You uh, like Huey Lewis and the news? I mean, I like the power of love. Yes, of course you do. What do you think? Yeah, sure, why not? This feels like the weekend. It absolutely does feel like the weekend, but do you like Huey Lewis in the news? That's the question. I don't think that I, I would consider myself like a super fan. Well, nobody is Huey Lewis in the news. It's just... Are they like a one-hit wonder? No, no, no. He had many, many hits. Many hits. Big, big star in the 80s. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think they played this song like on a uh, sitcom or something. This was like the intro song or something. Yeah. I don't know. 
Anyway, Huey Lewis in the news kind of works out. City news. See. Ooh, I didn't even hear that. I didn't even yeah. think about that of segue. You didn't. Of course I you was didn't. just thinking about the power of love because February, love yeah. your home. How do you love your home uh, if your home isn't what you want it to be, but you want it to be something else? You need cash, right? Yeah, I've been there personally. Yeah, Have you been there? Like yes. you've owned a lot of homes too, right? I've been there. Um, I'm actually, I'm there right now, and I recently did a deal with you, quite honestly. Yes, you did. Let's have full disclosure. I'm a client. You are a client. And, and I have a nice little home in Spryfield, and uh, I needs about another, I'm not going to say the number figure, but I need another little dollar figure to get it to where it really needs to be. Right. And we managed to put a good deal together with with your help to do that. Yeah, and I think it was the right time for you. Yeah, it was absolutely the right time because, and a lot of people are in that position mm -hmm. because equity is is there for people, right, in this area, and I'm sure in Ottawa there's a lot of people in the same boat. Yeah, I think the Ottawa market and the Halifax market typically Quite very similar, similar. Yeah. very similar, yeah. and you know home prices across the country have increased, but I think Halifax and Ottawa very similar, very similar markets. Um, you know, we have a lot of federal government employees here in Halifax. And provincial. And provincial, of course. Yeah. And, you know, in the nation's capital, it's the same yeah. type of situation. Yeah. Um, military. A lot of military people in Ottawa as well. I think so, too. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm going to use it pre-pandemic. I don't even know. Like, is that really? I guess that's a thing. Pre-pandemic. Yeah. Pre 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 you know, in Halifax, we probably had maybe more of a nightlife than Ottawa had. I've been to Ottawa. Ottawa's fun, but I think, you know, Halifax might be slightly more well, lively he, for a small we're, town. We're East Coasters. We know how to actually really party on the East Coast. And like the kitchen parties and all yeah, and all, right. and all these things. That's and right. I think we may have the most bars per capita, but I'm getting a little bit off topic. Let's talk a little bit about home prices. Okay, and, but you know, that, but the point is, is, is you need the equity in the home or the deal is not happening, right? 100%. Yeah. And, you know... In your scenario specifically, um, you know, we knew each other obviously from the radio and you were buying a new home and we did that deal we and that was it. all cool. Yep. You got into it. Everything was good. Copacetic. You did a variable rate. Yes. Great choice. Oh, well, it was your advice. And obviously that was pretty good advice back then. <laughs> yeah. Just like what I said, friends don't like friends. Take a fixed rate. And um, now you're in a position, obviously the equity is much more than when you bought it. There's a, you know, a good price growth. Exponential and, growth. And you pay down the mortgage, yeah. which is also positive. Yeah. So you had that equity that you were able to leverage and now use those funds to improve your home. That's right. I think you like your house now. I love my spot. But you know what? I'm going to love it even more when it's all finished and now I have the money to do that because of the deal. Yeah. And I think you've said to me a few times, it's like you had some you know issues that pop up. That's very common. I had to deal with that, but I had the ability to deal with it. Right. Yeah. And you had the cash and credit to be able to like figure that That's out. That's right. And you've also done a lot of work to the inside. I did a lot of work to the inside. But yeah. now the situation is how are you going to take it from this house that you no, you love it already, but yeah. how do you really love it? Right. So what made me a good client then? To And not, not that this is about me, but for an educational perspective, mm -hmm. you deal with a lot of clients. I think, I think I was, I'm probably, if you, could, if you could map out somebody that you'd want to work with in their scenario, it would be me. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're easy because I give you a list of things and you get it to me right away. And that's key. That's a huge component to this, right? Yeah. You know where your documents are. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Your credit's good. Yeah. That's great. You were in a variable rate, so the penalty to exit your existing term was only three months interest. So, right. like, that is nice, Todd. Yep. Um, you know, some people that we see when we do a refinance, we, we try to do a refinance, you know, if you're at a fixed rate, obviously, when you're at renewal. Yeah. But in your case, you would have had to wait a couple of years to be at that renewal place. Because you were in a variable and the rate that you had from before... Um, we're actually able to give you a better interest rate mm -hmm. and you're only, it's only three months interest to get out. Um, the nice thing is in your scenario, 
you bought when the price was still relatively low and you were able to you know benefit from the increase in the property values and now have this equity that you're able to excess so that's you know i think it's a, it's kind of the best scenario yeah. and in your situation it's really the path of least resistance yeah. good for you yeah uh and it's a pretty tr easy transaction for us yeah and we're really able to make you happy. Right. Because now you have this equity, you have a lower interest rate, you have the equity in your hand to do the work, and now, once you do your work, Todd, your home is gonna be worth even worth more, more than what it was right now today. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. So I think it's important though when people wanna do these things because you're putting the cash in my account. Mm -hmm. I could go to Las Vegas and gamble that money, right? You know what? You still might. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think so. No, you. No, I get it. It's. It's. It, but the point is. But is I'll that, also be on you to be like, how are the how are those renovations right. going? But I it's think, the accountability right. sometimes. But but the point I think is is that people need to be personally responsible and accountable once they get that money to put it into the house. One hundred percent. Yeah. And uh, I think some people, I think some people that refinance, and I'm. I don't want to discourage this because I think it's a great way to do it. Some people will refinance to consolidate their unsecured debt. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's a good, good idea. It's a good idea if you have the equity, but I think it's something that you shouldn't just get in that same situation again. Yeah, you know you what I mean? You don't want to use it as a bank. Or as, as an ATM. ATM, right? Yeah. yeah. And there certainly are some clients that refi over and over and over again. Sometimes it's it to improve your property, but I think in some cases they're using that home like it is an ATM. And what happens if the if that price growth of the home slows? Yeah. And you're not able to do that refinance, you know, every like two, three, four years. Yeah. Um, you know, in your case, we could do a refi today. You do your renovations, and maybe in another year time, do another another refi. You probably have more equity in a year's time when your renovation's done than you do today. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, we we see this. We see this, and I think every transaction is a snapshot in time. And you know, what do you mean by that? It, it's based on what the property value is. Right. What What are your assets? What are, What's your, what's your income? employment income? What's right? yeah? What's yeah. your income? What's your credit? Yeah. Every transaction is a snapshot in time. There are transactions that'll work today that might not work tomorrow, and there's transactions that'll work tomorrow that might not work today, right. based on a variety of different things. Um, and I'm using today and tomorrow like the, uh, very loosely, but maybe. Uh, you know, a few months down the road. No, but sometimes today and tomorrow are drastically different. Yeah, exactly. And people's situation yeah. does change pretty quickly. Can quick. change, can change. So maybe some, t maybe people who are sitting on the fence thinking, should I do this? Uh, explore it and, and maybe y you could say, well, I might, I'll do it in the summer, but you might not be able to do it in the summer because employment can change, your health can change, and the you market can change. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And these transactions do not happen overnight. A mortgage is a complex financial um, vehicle. Yeah. And typically what we tell people when they're doing a refinance, the average file that we do is about 60 days from the day we open it to the day it's funding. In your case, it was quicker. Yeah. And the par part of the reason that your case it was quicker, you got the docs right away to us. Mm -hmm. You knew what your documents were. I was already very familiar with you and your file. And I was able to take an existing file, copy it over, update it and get a few documents and I had it approved just like this. Right. Um, it's not always that easy because sometimes we have to kind of like chase people yeah. who's more motivated well, for it this. It seems strange to me that, that you got to chase people and it's their, to their benefit. Well, I think sometimes people are just not really good at paperwork. Yeah. And I think that's probably why we have a job. Yeah. <laughs> like I kind of think to myself, I was like, okay, if this was just like you could click a button and do it, uh, why would I even be employed? 
the reason that mortgage brokers even exist. And mortgage brokers really haven't been around for that long, Todd. Like I've been doing this for 16 years. But mortgage brokers have been around since the 80s, maybe late 70s, early 80s. But back in those days, mortgage brokers would be leveraged maybe to get a mortgage with a lender um, when maybe they couldn't get approved with a bank. Maybe more like alternative lending, higher risk lending was done with the mortgage brokers. And now uh, we do most of our business is prime mortgages that are would have previously been done at a bank branch but because these transactions are so complex mm-hmm. um you know we certainly do uh transactions you know with bank lenders every day and we're really experts at doing this because this is the only thing that we do every day all right so we want to talk about loving your home and first-time home buyers i mean they really fall in love with homes i'm sure you see this right they do and sometimes for their detriment so we'll certainly yeah. talk about that when we come okay, back let's do that uh, mortgage 101 uh, your guide to home ownership with clint wilkins and myself uh, todd vino we'll be back Yeah, and some people have run into hell when they've fallen in love, haven't they, Clinton? Oh, my, I've seen it all. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, me too. Anyway, welcome back to Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership here in Halifax and our nation's capital, Ottawa, of course. Yeah. And uh, did I say your name or did I just say my name or did I say any name? I don't even know. I, sometimes I don't even know what my own name anyway, is. Anyway, you're Clinton. I'm that, Todd. That's right. Yeah. That's what right. did you call yourself, Clinton? What? I think there's only one. There certainly is only one Clinton, that's for sure. Thank goodness. Thank goodness for that. So anyway, we're having a good show. So I think the show is excellent so far. What do you think? I'm having a great time, and I hope the listeners are having a great time. It's the weekend. Yeah. Hopefully, everything is good uh, where you are, wherever you're listening to us. Some people are listening to us on the interwebs. Yeah, people could be listening in uh, Pakistan. They might be. Who knows? I can tell you, we actually air the show through Anchor. And it's available on anywhere that you get your podcasts. Yeah. So I'm going to give that a little shout out. Yeah. Uh, whether you get your podcasts on Apple Music or on Spotify, we are on there. And uh, you can listen to our previous shows. And this show will be up after this weekend. And you'll keep it on Spotify despite the flap with Neil Young and uh, Joe so Rogan? So far, so far. I've <laughs> seen Neil Young play. And, yes, me you know, too, a number of times. Uh, you know, he is an excellent performer. You ever listen to Joe Rogan? Uh, I haven't, but I know who he is, obviously. Yeah. I, I'm not a big podcast person, even though technically we kind of do do a podcast. Well, we're, I think we're, this is a radio show. It's a radio show, which is... We reformat it into reformat. a, pod, a that's podcast, right. that's right. And that should be mentioned as well if people want to see the behind or see what, uh, for whatever reason, that they want to watch us do this. Uh, we You post things on your website. And yeah, we that. do. You can certainly visit, visit us online at yeah. teamclinton.ca slash radio. Lots of great content on there. Um, and, uh, we have like 500 blog posts. I'm going to say 500 and every, um, segment of our radio show, we turn into a blog post. We actually transcribe the audio so people can just read it if they don't want to. Uh, Bethany does it. Oh my goodness gracious. And uh, we also put our shows on like YouTube so you can watch us. We can watch us on a video because normally when it, when it radio, it is like 2d or maybe that's 1d. Like you're only hearing it, yeah. but uh, we actually make this into a video so you can watch us. And, as we and, you, and you put it on uh, Instagram, Twitter, yeah, it's Facebook. Yeah, it's on all our social all media accounts, so yeah. you can certainly check us out on there. Yeah, good stuff. All right, let's talk about uh, first-time home buyers. Okay, 
So super when, important. Yeah, super important. And, mm-hmm. and I and it, it's kind of like when somebody first falls in love with, for the first time when they're a kid, right? That, it's that butterfly. That first, that first love, right? The the uh, the eyes are wide open and all of that. It's similar to to people at all ages because you probably we think of first time homebuyers being as young people, but sometimes they're older. I'm sure, right? Yeah, they. What's they the start, oldest person you've seen or you've dealt with that's bought a home? Like you know? retirees, exactly. Retirees, yeah. and you know what? There is no uh, age restrictions on um, getting a mortgage in Canada, yeah. and one would assume that you know if you're getting a mortgage and you're 75 years old, the bank might not give you a 25 or a 30 year amortization because they don't think you're going to make it that long. Yeah. They still will. <laughs> Well, in, in the end, it's it's the home that the, is, exactly is the is it's the, the collateral, asset. right? Yeah. And um, in a lot of cases, you know, the estate would pay off the mortgage, or potentially they would sell the house, yeah. and then the proceeds would go to the estate. Um, so that's not a concern. Uh, certainly not in the prime world. So, like with bank lenders and you know yeah. uh, any of that type of thing. So we de- we definitely see all ages. You know, I have first time home buyers that are nineteen years old. Wow. Um, so that's kind of unusual. You know, for you to have enough credit, assets, and income to make it jive, that's yeah. usually not the norm. Yeah. Um, and most first-time home buyers today, um, we've mentioned this before, but majority of the transactions we do have two borrowers. Reason being is, um, you know, obviously w- with where the average house prices are, like right now in, in Halifax, the average home price is about five hundred thousand wow. dollars. Um, you need about a hundred to one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars worth of household income to make that yeah. fly. Yeah, and the down payment, obviously. Yeah, of course. Closing costs. Down payment, closing costs, and yeah. you know, if you have a lot of consumer debt or student loans or car loans, yeah. maybe you need to have income even more than that. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think for first-time home buyers, there's not a lot of them that typically make six figures. Now, obviously, incomes are continuing to go up, Todd. Yep. That's reality. Yep. Um, but just imagine if you can get two borrowers that are making $50,000 each or two borrowers that are making $60,000 each. It's a difference. Uh, it certainly makes a huge difference, and you can buy the average home. Yeah. The average. So, all right. So, I'm sure that you get people coming in all the time, and, 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 and they they're want to get pre-approved, mm-hmm. and they say, well, we want the this, and we want the that, and we want the, the five-bedroom and the, and the garage and all of that stuff. And, and you probably have to say, we need to have a conversation. About yeah, and I'm like, thank goodness I'm not a realtor because it's a yeah. tough time to be a realtor right yeah. now. Let me tell you right now. Yeah. I have friends that are realtors. You know you know realtors. Yeah, we sure do, do business with realtors every day. Yeah. It is a tough, tough time. Why do you say it's a tough time to be a realtor? There's not a lot of inventory yeah. in Halifax. Yeah. And um, you know if you don't have listings, you're dealing with the buyers. And, and on a lot of these listings, they're getting multiple offers. So potentially, if you're a realtor representing this these buyers... They can be making several offers before they even get one that's accepted. Yeah. So you have to work really hard to make that happen. And uh, I think the expectations sometimes for first-time homebuyers are really too high. Why do you think that is? Because they just don't have the experience or what? Um, I think that the instant gratification culture has impacted that. I think that the first-time homebuyers these days don't want a average home. They want their forever home even though it's probably not going to be the forever home, but they want the, uh, you know, the big brand new construction. Um, they don't want the $500,000 like average home. Mm-hmm. They don't want the $300,000 or the $200,000 starter home. Yeah. They want that like dream home. And uh, when I bought my first house, it wasn't my dream home. And I've owned so many since then. But, you know, I've made money on some and I've lost money on others. And I've made some good decisions and I've made bad decisions just like everybody does in life. Um, 
whether that's real estate or whether that's love. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, it happens to all of us. Yeah. Um, but I think first time home buyers right now, um, the expectations are maybe a little bit too high because that dream of the brand new construction and the stainless steel appliances and the quartz countertops and the 3000 square feet, um, is really tough yeah. because to get, you know, those type of homes, they're probably not $500,000. Yeah. They're probably more. And, you know, as the home prices go up, um, the expectation I think needs to be reset a little bit. And there's nothing wrong with a first time home buyer going into a rundown semi-detached yeah. starter yeah. home. What about location? Oftentimes they say, oh, I want to live on the peninsula. and I want to live in downtown Halifax. Yeah, it's just like dream on, right? Yeah, dream on yeah. a little bit. And yeah. I, when I see people and we do the pre-approvals and I'm like, okay, great. You're pre-approved for $500,000. You're probably not buying a single family detached home in the south end of Halifax. <laughs> yeah. That is not happening. No. But I think that sometimes the focus is so much on, okay, I need to get the pre-approval before I even know what's available kind of in the market marketplace. So I think there's a little bit of expectation setting. Um, you know, I think you need to have an idea of what you want and what that's going to cost you. And when we do the pre-approval, we need to see, does that meet, you know, is, is, is there a medium point here where the price that we're able to get you approved for in terms of a mortgage amount, mm -hmm. does that meet your expectations on the inventory that is available? And as you know, the, you know, real estate, when it's selling these days, um, at least in our market here in Halifax, it's selling for above the asking price and sometimes significantly above the asking price to the tune of a hundred thousand dollars plus. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so, you know, you need to have as much budget to work with as is possible. Do you find that first time home buyers often have, uh, parents involved and again obviously the demographics vary but i think largely they'd be younger people mm -hmm. so do you find that that oftentimes they have people guiding them or are they on their own a lot or i don't know so much that they have you know parents guiding them i think that there is a lot of family support in terms of gifted down payments we see a lot of those yeah. for first-time home buyers i'm i'll go out on a limb and say more than 50 percent have a gift is that right? Eh? More than 50%. Does that need to be disclosed uh, to the bank? Oh, yeah. To where that's yep. coming from? You need to disclose where it comes from. And typically, most lenders require it to come from either mother, father, brother, sister. It has to be a direct family member. Really? Can't just be a, a friend can't do it? Friend can't do it. A cousin can't do it. Too wow. far too far detached. Yeah. Um, so it Why really, is that? You Why know, would the bank care about that? Money laundering, beneficial owners, you know, track, tracking of funds, proceeds of crime. Well, a cousin or something like that. You how do we be, know it's the, it's our cousin? <laughs> well, I, can, know, I could be your cousin. Well, how do you know it's the father or the or the? I mean, we don't know, but uh, usually if the last name is the same, and sometimes there's some additional verification that we need to do. Yeah. Um. So depending on the size of the gift, and obviously the lender, sometimes gifted down payments, we have to prove if the gifter has the funds. Yeah. So there's some due diligence on those funds to make sure that they've had the funds for yeah. a certain period of time, and that they actually have them. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot of, um, family that will support first some home buyers. And I think that's really great. And I'll tell you why I think it's so important, Todd. So, you know, if our listeners are parents or if our listeners are kids that have parents some that can would, support and, them, and some would be, um, give your kids a gift. Honestly, I would rather see your kids maybe get into the housing market now before the prices continue to go up 
because I believe they're going to continue going up. I do not think that we're going to have a crash. I do not think that the inventory situation is going to fix itself in Halifax for 20 years. So if you want them to get into the market, now is a great time. Yes, we have seen a bump, obviously, in the prices, but I think it's renormalized re a little bit now. Yeah. So now is a great time. And those parents who are giving their kids a gift, you, if you are a homeowner, you have benefited by the increased value of your home, yeah. right? So the net worth as a family has already grown. I do have some parents who will come to see me. I'm actually dealing with some right now that are refinancing their home and taking the equity out and giving a give, gift to their give, kids. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're like, you know what? My kids cannot get into this housing market without a gift of $100,000. Yeah. They need this much money to be able to put down 20% and to be able to get into the, get, get into the market. And I'm seeing more and more of those six-figure gifts. Wow. They that, are becoming amazing. not so much the abnormal, more normal than ever. But we certainly see gifts for five, ten, twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. That happens every day. Yeah. Um, but we're seeing more and more gifts to the tune of six figures. Do you feel badly for some of these who don't have that ability uh, to get that type of gift and uh, just? I feel. You know what? Who I feel really bad for? Yeah. The single person. Yeah. That doesn't have the gift, that really kind of has to hustle their entire adult life mm -hmm. to save the money for the down payment. Yeah. Um, I think the, those type of people are usually doing a high ratio insured mortgage. So that means it's a minimum of 5% down on the first $500,000. And a lot of those people have an RSP and they started an RSP when they were young. Yeah. They took good advice yeah. and maybe that was from their employer. Maybe their employer had a match program. Yeah. I know so many people that their employers have RSP programs, but they don't take advantage of them. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like run and jump and sign those forms and get get that RSP match yeah. going. Yeah. So you know if you're if you're a listener and your employer does offer such a program, take advantage of it. As a first time home buyer, you can take up to thirty five thousand dollars out of your RSP. As a first time home buyer, tax yeah, free. tax free. You pay no tax on that. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so we talked about this when we kicked the show off. We're gonna we've got one more segment coming up, mm -hmm. and uh, it is the month of love, but. Uh, Sometimes love breaks down, and that's just the way it is. So we're going to not be a buzzkill, but in the next segment, we're going to talk about, and it's not a buzzkill. I, I think everybody going into these things should go into them with their eyes wide open, right? I think it's having the conversation up front, and we'll certainly talk about that. Yeah. And then we're also going to talk about what happens when there actually is the breakdown, and then how do you deal with that, and how do you kind of best protect yourself, and what kind of avenues do you have for help? All right, we'll get to that uh, right here on... Uh, City News 95.7 in Halifax, and we're in Ottawa as well. We'll be back. I recognize that song. You know what? Yeah. We, were, we were debating what year this was. Yes. And who was right? I was right. You were? Yeah, I said 2009. Wow. It's Lady Gaga. Did you see the movie uh, Star is Born? Yeah, I did. That was good, eh? That was good. But guess what? There was well, some, there was heartbreak in that one. Oh, there was. That was a sad ending. That was a sad ending. If I were the type to cry, I would have cried. But I didn't not, because I'm not. Yeah, you didn't cry on that one. But like, no. but it was sad. Yeah. It, 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 it was a sad one. And... Um, not every relationship is, you know, roses and yeah. chocolates. Well, well and the numbers are, are what they are, right? The, the numbers are, are what, they are. what they are. 
Now, I, I did hear a trend that there's certainly more babies being born, probably COVID. People don't have anything else to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be curious to know, like, when some official stats come out, if that's actually accurate or not. Where'd you hear that? Um, Anecdotally? Anecdotally. Just around town? Yeah, around town. Yeah. You know, doctor friends. I'm not really sure. Um, but I definitely have heard that there's more babies being born. So that's kind of kind of interesting. Um, but I certainly have heard from friends who are family lawyers, and I can tell you they are very busy. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, you yeah. know, if you probably didn't love your spouse before or like them, you probably like them less now. Yeah. <laughs> I will venture to say, um, you know, I will venture to say that, you know, it's certainly um, the last couple of years of maybe being trapped with someone yeah. isn't as favorable as you maybe once had envisioned. And, you know, if you owned a home together um, and you're going through a breakup, that might be challenging. Absolutely. You and, know, and it's probably why some people stay together, quite honestly. I think some people stay together fi- for finance, for finances. I think some people stay together for that old adage, like we're staying together for the kids. Yeah. I don't really know if that works or not. Like, I don't have kids, so I can't really speak to it. But, um, you know, sometimes people are, are better apart than they are together. Yeah. And it really does happen. And we see, we see them in the office. And, you know, it is a challenging time, and I'm cognizant of that. Um, but I mentioned earlier in the show that over half the files that I uh, that I do every day have a family component to it. Mm-hmm. And that may be a family component where there has been a separation or a divorce. Um, and maybe they're receiving some child support or spousal support, or maybe they're paying it. And that certainly does factor into the finances. Yeah. Uh, and it factors into the finances. Um, we can certainly use the income up to a time the child's 13 years old. After that, you're on your own because we think they're going to age out during the term. Um, but you know, a child that's 12 years old or younger, we can certainly use all of the child support. All right. So what advice do you give people who, who are in the, at the stage where they're, they, they, they hope that things are going to go well, they're in love, whatever mm-hmm. term you want to use, and they're buying a home, uh, together, they're entering this contract together, whether they're living together or married, it's for the, mm-hmm. according to the law, it doesn't matter. It's the same thing. So do you, what advice do you give people at that stage? I think the first step is if you're married, then obviously the matrimonial property act applies. So I think that's really important to understand what the law is and get some legal advice. There's two different ways that you can take the title in Nova Scotia. And I assume in, you know, many provinces, it's very similar. Yeah. Uh, you can take it as joint tenants or tenants in common. And so that can really impact how things happen. If some, some one of you were to die. Yeah. Um, so if you are not married, uh, for example, and uh, you buy a home with your spouse and your joint tenants, your interest, if you were to die, would automatically go to the other person. If you were uh, not married and you bought the home and you do the title as tenants in common, whoever dies, their interest would then go to their estate. Ooh. So that could be challenging down wow, the road. That's or maybe very that's, important to or know. Or maybe that's, you know, it could be challenging down the road for some people. But I mean, it could also be easier down the road for some people. I guess it just depends. Why would on it be easier? I mean, in- well, if you are planning on giving uh, your financial interest maybe to your kids or I suppose, yeah. uh, your yeah, heir, um, you know, having it as tenants in common is probably the way. So to what's go. that mean? It's, so let's let's suggest that happens. Somebody dies and, mm-hmm. and you're in year three of a five year term. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for the person that's living when when their interest goes to the estate and? that person may not be able to pay for their qualify for to remortgage that house alone. It, that might happen. And I'm sure it does. And maybe the estate needs to buy that other person out, or maybe uh, the executor and the, the remaining owner would agree to sell the home mm-hmm. and then split the interest on however the scheme was set up with the 
uh, tenants and in these common. are for non-married people, right? This would be for non-married people. Right, right. If you're married and the property is your matrimonial home, then the Matrimonial Property Act applies. So regardless if a spouse is on title or not on title, uh, they have the same beneficial the, interest. Yeah, exactly. So let's say, Todd, for example, you um, are a single person. Mm -hmm. And uh, down the road, you decide you're going to get married. But you never update the deed of your home because you're like, ah, this was always my house. I'm going to keep the house. I don't want to change the mortgage. I'm in the middle of my term. Um, but your new spouse would then uh, become a beneficial owner. As soon as she, the marriage is done. Correct. Day one. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow, that's very When they occupy it as a matrimonial home. Okay, can, can, let's... If it's not, if it's a rental property, that yeah. would be different. Okay, so let's say that that you have, the, that somebody's cognizant, to use your word, of these things. Mm -hmm. Can they then, through a lawyer, create some type of uh, prenuptial agreement, if yeah. that's the term that we use here in Canada? So, um, if you're uh, not married yeah. and you want to get such an agreement, it would be considered like a cohabitation agreement. Right. And it would really lay out what the financial terms would be if you were if there were to be a separation so then you know there's no um gray areas i guess mm -hmm. so i think that's important to think about and i know a lot of adults that maybe are on their second relationship and they will leverage that um cohabitation agreement i actually had borrowers in my office a couple weeks ago and i won't give obviously their specific uh, situation um but with one borrower, they actually brought it up. And, and I, I brought it up. They're like, you know what? We've already had this conversation. And I'm like, you know what? This is so mature. They had, at least one of the borrowers had been through a breakup. Mm -hmm. And the other one, it's like, this is the right thing to do. They both had money, Todd. Yeah. So it wasn't like one was having maybe more leverage over the other one. But they're like, you know what? We just want to lay it all out so we know exactly where we're at. So there's no questions. And, you know... The one thing I can say from being a mortgage broker, I think it's kind of like I'm a therapist in some ways. And when there's matrimonial breakdown, people get crazy about two things. One thing is kids, and the other thing is money. And <laughs> Not if, in that order necessarily. <laughs> may, may, honestly, it yeah. could be interchangeable. <laughs> uh, yeah. But those are the two kind of contentious issues. And getting your intentions down up front is really important. How often do people do that? What would um, you say? I'm going to say less than 10% of the time. Wow. Maybe less than 5% of the time. Wow. I yeah. don't have that. And these are not like no, real but stats. These are not real stats. So like, don't hold me to this. No, but I asked you what you think. I didn't say what are the statistics. Your thoughts are it's less than 10% of the time. I would be curious to know. And I don't know if there's any stats out there. So maybe we'll, we'll do some research. I'm looking at our uh, your crack team over there. Team. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll do some research. I'd be curious to know how many people do a cohabitation agreement. Maybe some people could send you some uh, feedback. Yeah. And you know, if there are any family lawyers that are listening to our show, mm -hmm. write me. I'd love to know this. The other thing I'm really curious about, how many borrowers do you think have a will? That's a good question. What do you think? Very low percentage. Really? How do you know that? I hear of the stories of family members that die and it's always going through probate and all of these issues. Yeah. And a lot of them will tie intestate. Yeah. Which means no will. Yeah. Um, you know, I think older people have wills because maybe people smarten up when they get older. Yeah. But I don't it, know. It gets ugly though when it has to go to probate, right? Obviously. You and know, expensive too. We have about thirteen, fourteen thousand clients here. And clients do die. 
<laughs> There's the headline of the day. Clients do die. I, they should use that as your sales moniker. I get the calls. And yeah. not, I get calls joking. because they're curious to know if they took the credit or insurance. So primarily, we offer credit insurance with our mortgage product through Manulife. I'll just put it out there. And um, we offer life and disability insurance. And I'm not an insurance person, but I know it's a good insurance to have credit or at least to get over the gap to maybe get a whole life or a term policy or something that might be more of a longer term solution. All right. We're, uh, we're running out of time. How do people get a hold of you? Check us out online and we'll continue the conversation. Uh, you can check us out online at teamclinton.ca slash radio. Lots of great information there. And... You know, if you have any questions, certainly give us a shout and um, lots of great blog posts as well. And of course, uh, this, all this, uh, you mentioned all this will be on your website, all the links to all our, all our audio and video. Exactly. After this weekend, you know, obviously we're on Saturday and Sunday. We will get it online and it will be all on our social media. So check us out on the website and you can certainly surf through to our social media and uh, check out any of our previous shows as well. Thanks, Clinton. Always great. Thanks for having me, Todd. Okay, Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership. Thanks, everybody.